Hi, well, greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broads Cast, a podcast where we discuss anything and everything geeky. I'm one of your host, Lauren, and with me, as always, on this geeky journey with me is my closest friend, Katie. What's going on? Where are we? I don't know. Is it 2022? What's happening? What is time? Oh, my God. How did we miss a whole almost year? <laughs> That's on me. I mean, let's just help put the blame on myself for not doing anything with this listen, podcast that you and I started. Listen, started. We are we're busy people. You know, life happens. We're life busy. does happen. You're busy. Christina's hella busy. We all got. I mean, you got a new job. I got a new job. Christina yeah. got a new job. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of shit going on, people. So a lot. A lot happening. If you're even listening to us or even listen to <laughs> any of our older stuff, it's like, hey, they're back. Yeah, we're back. Yep. And the, and the major reason is because of the show we're going to talk about today. Yes, I know. I'm so glad that that we uh, that we said, ah, fuck it, let's do it. Because <laughs> this is a show that I've been ranting and raving about for a while, as Katie knows. On this so, here podcast. Yes. Oh, I've mentioned <laughs> it plenty of times in this podcast before. So I'm very excited to talk about this show. But yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. We're back. We will be doing um, recaps of some shows. We'll be doing some other stuff. Um, maybe not as many like recaps of every episode of Marvel shows because I think we were doing that. And me personally, for me, I want to do a little bit more. So we are going to do maybe a little more concentrated, like maybe a Marvel episode once a month and then another episode of just everything else video games animation whatever it's all on the table but definitely one episode we will focus on like marvel dc like we will stick to the comic book superhero stuff for sure and there's a lot going on in that world and we'll talk about it you know obviously game of thrones house of dragon there's so much so yeah we kids we're behind we're behind the eight ball we understand <laughs> it's just a lot going there's just a lot of honestly good television going on right now yeah so it's hard so we couldn't just like do a breakdown of like every rings of power every house of dragon no. every marvel shit that's out we have to be realistic <laughs> for ourselves Absolutely. So that's why we will do contained episodes you know yeah so that's where we're at that's where but we're i at am here. excited to break down you know a couple of of the last of us yes this is where we're here kids this is why we're here did the I just steal us. your thunder? No. Did we not said it? No. <laughs> okay. No, this is perfect. It was a great segue, and I love okay. you for it. Look at that. We haven't done this in like a year. We're still good. We're <laughs> it's still good. great. It's all good. We're doing The Last of Us, kids. That's it. I am so freaking excited that we're talking about this. This has been on my radar for a very long time. I've been stalking it for like production value, like behind the scenes before it even came out. I was excited trailers were amazing loved them was hyped all the way around and then the episodes dropped and then i just i lost for words at how good it is and we'll dive deep into it first but what i would like to talk about up top before we break down the first two episodes is mine and katie's acknowledgement or knowledge of the game before the show have we played the game? Have we watched any playthroughs through it or people play through it? What was our kind of experience? 
of this game and then into the show. So, Katie, I'll start with you. So this game came out in 2013. Mm -hmm. Huge hit. I mean, just massive hit. Mm -hmm. Then they did a part two that came out during the pandemic in 2020. Huge. Just, again, massive. Won awards. Both games. Beloved. Again, decisive as well, but beloved nonetheless. Specifically on gameplay, story, everything else. I started playing the game. I caught wind of it maybe, yeah, maybe three years ago. Literally like three years ago. So 2020, so right before, it was right before the part two came out. Friend of mine was streaming it, twitching it, part. No, actually, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me take that back. She was streaming part two. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what was going on. And it was like, it, it wasn't even like the <laughs> beginning of it. It was just like in the middle of play, whatever. Regardless, I was hooked. I liked the characters, like what was going on. So then I eventually got a PlayStation 5. <laughs> and I eventually got, like, literally that is, honestly, that's one of the reasons I got a PlayStation 5 was because of this franchise. No joke. I remember your time of trying to get a PlayStation 5. That's a whole different podcast. That is a whole different <laughs> podcast. And maybe we will actually bring that up because that is, it does tie into The Last of Us. Yeah. And I'll have to bring in my friend Sarah, who is also a big Last of Us fan. So maybe yes. we'll work on that. We'll work on that. But nice. I finally got to play the first game. Again, I was very familiar with the second game. So my my experience is kind of weird where... I knew certain things already kind of in like vague terms, but then I never played the first game. So then I finally played the first game and I loved it. It was fantastic. I mean, it was beautiful. And then I bought the most recent like remaster remake in uh, this, uh, this past September, 2022. And I played it and I loved it. It's a freaking gorgeous game. If, if anything, if you love video games, it's gorgeous. Bottom line. It is a gorgeous video game, which they have strictly pulled from and like brought to live action in this show. It's amazing. So that's kind of my, again, that's a little bit of my background. I played the game through like at least three, three, maybe four times. The first game played it through. Love again. It's so it's, it's a lot of fun. So Katie, Let's hear your background as far as the game. When were you aware of it? Have you, did you kind of keep up with it? Kind of what was your Last of Us, you know, acknowledgement and knowledge of this franchise? I want to say, I want to say it was around 2016, maybe even 2015. I watched an online playthrough of it. Okay. That okay. I and do I remember who it was? No. Might have been PewDiePie for all I know. But uh, <laughs> I that that's how I've experienced the game and that's the only way I've experienced it. Um I haven't watched anybody twitch it. I haven't played it myself because I don't I I'm a PC person, you know that. And uh which is coming to PC in March. Yes, I'm I very like excited Eno. for that news um cuz we may have a we may have to fire up the old Twitch stream for that. But yeah, kids, geek brush yeah. <laughs> TV. That'd be great. Plug away. That'd be great. 
But um, but yeah, so that's how I experienced the story. And, um, you know, it was 10-ish hours of watching someone else play this game. <laughs> I loved the story, loved the characters. You know, it, it, it hooks you from the beginning. Uh, the game does. And really I does. feel like, you know, the, the show was able to capture that spirit right away too. Um, and I know we'll talk about it later, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my, it's something that, that happened. And it was one of the very first full game playthroughs that I watched. Um, and yeah, started that watching the playthroughs is what kind of got me over several years back into wanting to play video games myself. So, and just giving myself that time, you know, with all of kids and jobs and life that <laughs> that's going on. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, so yeah, it's, it's one of the ones that was the very, one of the first that I ever watched and I enjoyed it. And once, you know, it wasn't so much the game that brought me to the table of the HBO show. Number one, it was HBO. Like what can they fuck right. up? Very little. Right. Exactly. Uh, and two, it was Pedro Pascal. Knowing that Pedro Pascal was going to be the lead like that, forget it. He's going to knock it out of the park. It's fine. No matter what, I'm going to watch the show. Uh, you know, so all of that said, it's not fresh in my brain like it was, like it is with yours. Uh, so some of these things I may be surprised at. I may not quite remember all of the details, but uh, certainly these first two episodes. Um, like you said, shot for shot in many cases uh, from the game. A lot. Almost eerily like shot for shot, which is not a bad thing. No. Not a bad thing because there's a reason why I think people love this game besides the gameplay, besides the story is the, the cinematic you know, element of the game was good. <laughs> yeah. So if it's good, there's no need to change it. No, exactly. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Especially with the creators of the game, you know, being so heavily involved and so on board with everything that's going on, um, you know, and every change that's being made even too. So, yeah. So let's, let's jump into that first episode then. So first episode uh, was called when... Uh, let me pull it up. But when you're lost in the dark, it was directed and written by uh, Craig Mazin and also co-wrote by Neil Druckmann, who Neil is Druckmann. one of the creators of the video game. Mm -hmm. He's one of the video game head writers. Mm -hmm. So fun fact, kids, though, if if you haven't. They have a official like podcast that you can listen to, which is hosted by Troy Baker, who voices Joel in the game. Fun, fun, you know, just fun stuff that they talk That's about so cool. during that episode. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to it again, hi, it's just it's fun listens, fun listens because they kind of break down the episode, and also at the end of each episode they do like an inside, like they did for Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon again. Just fun stuff. I like the behind. I know you're be, you're big behind the behind the scenes person too, Katie. So it, it's a lot of fun if you haven't watched it. Highly recommend it. But 
one of the one of the things that I actually was not aware again because I came in super late to this franchise, but really fell fell hard for it, is that they tried to make this into a movie. Like in two thousand, I think Neil said two thousand fourteen or fifteen. Wow, this was in the works to be a movie, but I, from what I've heard and read was that they try to make it feel more World War Z than, like, the story that the game was really about. And so they just couldn't make that Mm. adaptation. Neil, you know, and Neil was going to be a part of the movie, too. But they did not feel like that was a great adaptation of the game. So, first of all, kudos to them saying, you know what? No. Yeah. Doesn't feel right. I don't think we should, you know, go down this road. So it felt it obviously went away. They didn't bring it up. So again, fast forward to now where part two comes out, big hit, and then they wanna do, you know, they talk to HBO and Neil and Craig talk about how they got that done. And it's interesting because it was Craig Mazin. Obviously, he did Chernobyl for HBO, and HBO told him, again, this is from the podcast, um, that official podcast. He said that HBO went to him and said, hey, obviously, Chernobyl's great, big, again, huge show, reviews. And they said, whatever you want to do next, let us know. So then, like, flash forward to, like, him and Neil meet up somehow. I can't I can't remember what those details were, but you know, they meet. Craig's a big fan of the game. And obviously I think they they just talked about it becoming a show. And Craig was in. Neil was in because of what Craig was saying. They were, you know, they were vibing. And they went to HBO. Craig said, This is what I want to do. HBO looked at him and said, Okay. And off and running they were with the last of us tv show (laughs) that is so cool i mean number one to have hbo have your back like that awesome you know you who's gonna say no to that and number two can can all the other video game franchises like please take a hint of if it doesn't feel right don't do it right i'm gonna sidebar for a second because the uncharted video game excellent i played that that I played because it was before children <laughs> and it was also um naughty dog same studio I want to say as the last of us yes it was, um, it was. but uh, the uncharted video game franchise translating to the uncharted movie uh-uh. I know I I love Tom Holland yeah I mean, even Mark Wahlberg. Big you fan know? of Wahlberg. But, uh-uh. It was, okay. Again, I've never played that. Again, this is super sidebar. Never played it. It was fun. Yeah. But, like, I could see where, again, if you're a huge game of the, a huge fan of the games, you're probably like, eh, I, could, I could see that. It was Uncharted in name only. I mean, the. Yes, the, this is what I hear from people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it was like they tried to make another Uncharted spinoff. Like, I can't even describe it. It was just not. It's not everything I hoped and dreamed for. Expectations, uh, right. They could have been done more. Yeah. Right. 
And again, I think this shows why long format storytelling yes. for video games is probably the best route. And this is why, again, The Last of Us works so well. Yeah. Long format storytelling. Because the game itself is probably like an eight to, I'd say eight to 12 hour mm-hmm. gameplay, depending on how speed and, you know, if you watch all the cutscenes and you do all like the searching around that you can do in the game, it can take you probably eight, I'd say eight, eight to 12 hours for sure. Right. Easily. So you can't do that in like a two, even like a two hour plus movie. No, absolutely not. This is the best format. Mm-hmm. This is That's the best eight- format. That's eight to twelve episodes. You exactly. know, if you want to look at look at it that way, you know, and exactly. that lends itself perfectly to HBO, which averages, you know, anywhere from ten to twelve, thirteen right. episodes with most of their bigger shows. Right. So now that we know, so it has come out that obviously the the season has nine episodes. So this first episode, again, when you're lost in the dark, was an hour and twenty minutes, which is a freaking movie. Yeah, it is. And it felt like a movie at times, man. Mm-hmm. Production value is insane. Off the charts, insane. Like, you can see where they're spending this, I think, $100 million, whatever. The, I don't know if it's per episode or what. Like, it's insane. Insane is so good. So, again, the first episode, it was such a good premiere. And it was everything as a fan of the game, again, recent and a recent player of the game, like, Mm -hmm. wanted. It was everything I wanted. It had the moments that I I loved about the beginning of the game. Again, we're not, we're going to save any type of, like, spoiler-ish differences for the later on. Because we don't, Mm -hmm. again, if you don't, if you haven't played the game, you don't want to really know what happens or... Even if, if you haven't played the game and don't want to know the differences, we're going to save that to the end. But they do such a good job of, in the beginning of this episode, from the very beginning of that cold open, about mm. those two scientists from 1968 talking about, you know, viruses. And that, I don't know about you, Katie, and we'll, let's just literally start right there. That hit different. Yeah. Did it not? Oh, <laughs> like, t- that was... Completely a real world, like wow. Yeah, I mean, this is of course we're in a a, a post Panini world, and that I might argue still in the Panini world. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. right? I mean, but right, pre post, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah, right. It it definitely definitely hit different, and you know, just I mean, it it set the tone perfectly. It gave you all of the exposition that you wanted. You know, one of one of the criticisms I think for just the zombie genre in general is, well, how did this happen? How is it? Why is it? You know, people want to know the backstory. They want to know every little detail of, of the science behind it. Well, this laid it out perfectly and it did it in such a creative way because it wasn't modern. It was, it was the sixties or the seventies. 68. Yeah. Yeah. When that show was, when that interview was being conducted, you know, and even, (laughs) even after the interview and the way everybody on that fake TV set was like, oh shit. (laughs) Right. When he mentions like climate change and you're like, even us now we're like, hot damn. Yeah. Like, yeah. For real. (laughs) But it definitely, you know, that was such a cool creative choice um, because it set the tone 
perfectly. It gave you the exposition. It threw you into the world. And uh, it, it, it showed you right away, like, this does not have a happy ending. <laughs> and that's one thing I love about this first episode. It, I mean, the first two, but this first episode, man, it held no punches. Just no. like the video game. Oy. Just like the video game. It held no punches. So, I mean, let's, again, we're not going to go, like, scene for scene for each sure. for the game. But, like, a big moment in the game is literally ripped right from the beginning of the show Mm -hmm. is when Joel's daughter, Sarah. So Pedro Pascal, as Katie said, plays Joel Miller. Mm -hmm. His daughter, Sarah, who is played by the very talented Nico Parker, who is the daughter. Mm -hmm. Did you know this fun fact? Mm -hmm. The daughter of Miss. I can't pronounce her first name, but Newton, uh, her, her mom's Tandy name. Newton, Danny Newton mm-hmm. looks exactly like her. Now that, that I, I didn't know that till mm-hmm. after the show, she looks exactly like her mom. Yeah. She's it's gorgeous. insane. It's a, it, she, she did such an amazing job as that character. Cause again, as a gamer and as a fan, I knew it was coming. Oh yeah. You know, but we got so much more of her because in yes again we'll say i'll save the differences for later but you get a lot more of her in the beginning of the show than you do in the game and it really just laid the laid the the foundation of again the the family dynamic mm-hmm. of Joel his daughter his brother Tommy it lays it out so perfectly in that first like 20 30 minutes Mm-hmm. And then you get gut punched with her dying. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And in some of those shots, I mean, when they're in the truck running away from it all, literally ripped from the game. Yes. Literally ripped from the game. And, and terrifying. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So Howard, how, how did you feel? Again, those first 20 minutes, again, gut punch. Again, as somebody that, again, maybe remembers seeing the game and whatnot mm-hmm. from what you recalled, what were your kind of initial like reactions and thoughts to the beginning? And then again, just overall too, Katie, this first episode, what was your thoughts, feelings, anything stand out? Let's, let's talk about it. What do you got? Yeah. I mean, the, like you said, it, it was almost a shot for shot reproduction of some of those really intense moments and really, you know, immediately recognizable moments, even for me who hadn't watched the playthrough uh, in years, you know, and has never played the game. I, I remembered that scene, you know, even down to when she was like selling drugs, there were lines that were taken out of the, out of the game. And, um, and it didn't feel forced, right? No, for me. It felt so, like you said, you could see their family dynamic. You could see who these people were and, you know, that, and that's what makes that loss of Sarah so much, hit so much harder. You know, it hits you hard in the game too, because all of that love and um, pluckiness, I guess, of her as a, as a young teenager, uh, was there, but I did like the way we got to see more of her 
Um, and as the creators said in the, um, you know, the behind the scenes after the episode, you had to fall in love with Sarah to be able to feel that loss um, the way that they want you to feel it. Um, you know, because it, it, it starts, it starts the path. It starts the whole, the whole journey for Joel, you know, and, uh, I think they did that really, really well. And I think that, um, yeah, the, the young lady who played Nico Parker, um, she was fantastic. And I hope, I hope she has a very long career. Oh, oh, I think she does. (laughs) Yeah. I think so too, because she's, she's beautiful. She is a commanding presence in you know, in any, she was put in situations where she had to carry the scene and she did wonderfully. Um, It was, it was great to get to know her, even though I knew it was going to be short lived, Uh, you know, and, 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 and with that, Getting a lot of the, I think, exposition, just to to talk about the episode in general, getting a lot of the exposition for what else is going on in the world and what is coming, you know, the, the cold open did a lot of that heavy lifting for us. A lot of the background action that was happening, oh, so you good. know, uh, the when she's downtown at the watch repair shop, the ambulances just flying by, flying by, flying by sirens. You could hear it everywhere. Um, you know, the, the kids at school who were twitching. Oh, that was such a good touch. That was, oh my God, that freaked me out. Um, and there's like a little cough in there. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And then the, the, uh, what was they were when they were eating breakfast and the news was on and they were talking about, you know, unrest in Jakarta, blah, 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 blah. And you know, you could, catch couple of words but it didn't it it, the whole picture wasn't there yet and i think that that you know that was very um very real and very human like you know because you think about the situation that they were in as far as just their everyday lives right he's going 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 got to get to a job he works long hours probably doesn't watch much news anyway um you know and she's she's a kid you know, so they, they don't know what's going on. And the whole world didn't know what was going on either. So hearing that, though, as the audience and being able to hear all of it, and they, they put an emphasis on it. And that's something that I really, really loved was, um, you know, that they were leaving a trail of, of breadcrumbs. And we had all of the information of what was about to happen and what was, you know, currently happening when we saw, you know, Mima next door go absolutely cuckoo, oh God. cuckoo pants. It was so good. It was so good. It was, um, what I what I like what you brought up is that in the in the game you do get that kind of again. There's background. You can go up to a paper and you can see like a headline. So it was almost game esque, but again, but really, it's like like you're saying it's like any show that we've ever watched. Like there's stuff going on in the background, right? right? There's a news going on. Like, I mean, you think about a lot of Marvel stuff, there's mm-hmm. stuff that happens in the background or like news, like news happening that again, fits in the movie. And then with the bigger picture of the Marvel universe. Right. 
and it's it's again it's a little thing but it worked so well you know and it's just uh again the how they had that as you said the mima next door like <laughs> literally literally just change on a dime because yes. i honestly again what we the skip ahead just a smidge in the cold opening of the second episode we find out that it was the flour and wheat factory at jakarta which was right. again like you said talked about in the in the very beginning of this of the first episode in jakarta is like a huge i think obviously in the real world like in our real world it's yeah. a huge like export of that stuff yeah it is it's a huge well, and it's a huge it's a huge like metropolitan area right too. millions right. and millions of people so to use that because in the game Again, when you're when you're in the game, you find out it was like produce from South America. So again, they kind of use that thread, but just changed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting because again, it all makes sense because a lot of people were even calling this well before episode two, and I never picked up on it. But like again, they didn't make pancakes. He didn't get the cake. They didn't have the biscuits from the neighbors she didn't have the cookies so like yeah the cookies and then he says he's on atkins which is hilarious but like <laughs> it all worked like it just fits so well so like yeah. having me ma eat the biscuits kind of look normalish and then again you can kind of you can kind of like see time wise of if you ingest it like if you ingest it it takes about i i, I figured like if her school started as at like eight o'clock she got at their house what let's say what four yeah it's like a seven hour ish time yeah. frame six or seven hour yeah. incubation yeah. yeah 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 before grandma went all well we until we start seeing her twitch twitch yeah and then a couple hours later we see her full like fun guy sucking on her you know two kids or whatever like yeah messed up crap so again, again, context, you can kind of start putting the pieces together, you know, but yeah, that, that was such a great, again, that wasn't from the game again. I don't we'll save a little bit, but that was something new. And then again, you, you get that horrific beginning, like you're talking about with the daughter and Sarah, and then you jump 20 years ahead. Yeah. Which is what it does in the game. Exactly. So like it hits you. You're like, oh my God, we're 20 years later. And then that was just a great shot of that kid walking through. And then you see Boston Ugh. all jacked up. It's yeah. nuts. So now we're in, they're calling the quarantine zone. Again, just the production of just how dilapidate, like just how you can see the years of like what has been going on, what has it done to the city, the upkeep of it. Like it's just, it is so well done the production value yeah you know it's it's insane it's just so and, insane and i wish i knew boston better i've never been to boston right no neither have um and, and you know just just in passing talking with the show with other people who have been to boston i mean that i have a friend who had been to that museum that they were in you know and and he was like yeah this is this is exactly what <laughs> exactly what it looked like you know and and thinking about 
that level of attention to detail and that I mean, I imagine people who live in Boston or have been to Boston are like, holy shit, like, how did they make that? How did they make things look like that? How did they make things look so old, look so run down, look so, you know, overgrown with the fungus all over the walls and um, just it's it's really cool and and i hope one day that they'll go into some of the behind the scenes and maybe they do on the podcast maybe i need to to listen to that but just the technology of being able to reproduce this stuff it made me think of mandalorian and the volume and the Mm. the way that you know they are engulfed in this world and um you know i feel like this that's something that if it comes out that that part of it was filmed with volume technology, that would be really, really cool. Yeah. I, I, I do know a lot of stuff, the outer, the outer shots, a lot of it was like, they legit filmed outside in Canada. This is where the made more, the mo- most of the filming was happening in Vancouver. They made a lot of it obviously look like Boston and all that. Yeah. But a lot of, again, a lot of those, like they made streets they made like they closed down highways and made it look like that it's insane that's crazy so a lot of the vx stuff is more the background right like again when they're like walking across a car or like down the street like that's legit you should see because again i was watching production (laughs) and they people were literally filming and how they said it, like how they made that the street they were on look like it was insane. That's so crazy. So again, right. It's like, like you can tell it was a lot of practical stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. The Like the, the background and like you're saying, maybe they use, I don't know if they use a the volume or not, but a lot of those like shots of like, you know, uh, buildings and things of that nature or oh, that, sure. again, that shot with that kid looking at the Boston Mm-hmm. I can, yeah, visual effects for sure, but like, bro, it looked good. Yeah, it did. It, it did really, really good, and it was so immersive. Um, right. You know, it again, like everything, everything up until this point has kept us very firmly in this world. You know, and and we buy it and we believe it, and that's the whole point. And the QZ, I mean, again, we're in the QZ for but for the second half of this of the first episode. That is, I don't know if I could, honestly, I, I don't know if I could live in that type of no. way. No. It's insane. No. Again, it's, it's run by no. Fedra, who we know is like kind of like the military running and like keeping order of some kind. And they're doing live executions, live hangings, you know, but soldiers are buying drugs from Joel. Like, because he's a smuggler now. Like, mm-hmm. again, which is kind of funny because, again, like we, uh, like you mentioned, in the show and in the game, when Sarah gets his watch fixed and he says, "How? Where'd you get the money?" She says, "She sells sells hardcore drugs." <laughs> he sells hardcore drugs. He does. The Fedra uh, come full you know, circle to officers. Yeah. So again, but just how, just how degraded and just i'm trying to think find like just find the words of just like you're saying overgrown mm-hmm. parts of the city are and just again they're burning bodies oh yeah like, it's insane and then that how you're trying to find yeah 
how they're trying to find jobs. Yeah. And like, and, and it's a, even the littlest detail of Joel saying, I need the bag back. Yes. Yeah. Because clearly <laughs> plastic bags are at a very premium. It's not yeah. like they're being made anymore. Exactly. I love yeah, those that- little details. So any, any more of those little details that you notice or did like anything stand out to you in this first episode? I mean, just the, the general feeling of just hopelessness, mm, mm, you know, mm. yeah, these people are alive and they've survived so far, you know, but just, and it, even, even that woman who was like, when, when the little boy who was in the opening and looking out over Boston, you know, when he of course ends up, he's infected and he ends up in the, in the back of the truck. And she sees that it's a kid and is like, no, I can't, I can't do that. You know, and, and Joel does it. And it was very, um, again, it was just kind of a callback to when he was carrying Sarah, you know, and And it shows how far he's come in 20 years. Exactly. In 20 years, how cold he has and, and hardened he has had to make himself, you know, because for him, it was nothing to just scoop this little boy up and dump him in the in the fire pit yeah that sucked (laughs) that whole but again it it that's just a testament to the production and and the care that they're that they're giving the series because it made you feel like oh shit i could never live like this (laughs) you know they made it look really uncomfortable and unpleasant um and again we believed it and again, the little things of like the guy using the ham radio, people lined up just to get messages. Yes. Because again, we're, you know, this all happened in 2003. Right. So fast forward, we're in 2023, which is the year we are in now. <laughs> and to think of like what happened, what has like technology wise, what has happened from past 2003 that they don't or never got no because again you looked at joel's cell phone in this first episode yeah oh, no iphone there's mm-hmm. no iphones there's none of that barely like home internet i think a lot of people were still on aol at that right. point twitter facebook that stuff was non-existent gosh isn't again so these old school ways of communication obviously mm-hmm. had to be used again. You know, so again, it's just fascinating. They built that kind of like, like you're saying, it was so immersive and felt so real. It, it was insane. And then again, you get with like any show, you get the Fedra who's in charge of the military. You have a resistance and we have the fireflies mm-hmm. and we have, you know, Marlene, who is played by Merle Dandridge, who is the only voice actor who actually, she voiced Marlene. She's the only one that was made the jump to use, to be the same character. Yes. Spoiler, small spoilers, I guess I'll say this just in case anybody doesn't really want to know. So give me like two minutes people and just mute, mute this. (laughs) But so the voices of Ellie and Joel in the video game are done by Ashley Johnson, Troy Baker. Uh-huh. They are obviously not playing their characters. However, they are both in this show. Oh, that's really cool. 
because we see them in the trailers. That's why I'm saying spoiler-ish. But if you looked in the trailers, specifically, I think it was the official, the first official one. You see them both quickly, very quickly, in in scenes, and then also both both have confirmed they are in the show. Yeah, as well. But you see them in the trailer. So again, it's I don't know if it's a big spoiler or whatnot, but they are in the show. They are in the show, which is very, very cool. Which is very, very cool. I'm very excited to see who they're going to play. There's rumors of who they're going to play. I'm excited to see what happens. But they do, but so we meet Marlene, who is the leader of the Fireflies, and that's how we meet Ellie. Which, again, very similar to the game. Again, I'll go into that later on about differences. But, again, how they... Just, like, the building they're in, you can tell. Again, maintenance sucks. Ellie's in a room chained up uh, in a handcuff. But, like, there's water coming from above. Like, it's just... You can tell. Again, 20 years of a terrible... Fungus, you know, back to fungus uh, pandemic. Things are decrepitated, like they are in bad shape. So again, just those little the building they're in. You hear all these creaks, like the sound design that, and I'll get into that later. But the sound design is so good; mm-hmm. it is gorgeous. And then again, the the music is done by the same guy that did the game, which is fantastic. Yes. It was just so, again, they built the QZ to be this place where you're just like, wow. I don't know if I could have lived in that, do that. They live off of ration cards, as you see. So, like, it's not even money. It's like they're showing, like, shoelaces cost of one ration card. Like, it's insane. It's insane how, again, they just built this world. And we meet, again, the resistance of the Fireflies. And they were trying, you know, what they are, you know, they're trying to be the resistance to this, you know, military, you know, that's taken over the city because they want freedom and all that stuff. Again, tropey, not tropey, but again, usual stuff, right? Yeah. In any, in any like solid apocalyptic show or whatnot. Right. There's always got to be a protagonist and an antagonist just right. in society. I mean, right. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So again, we, you meet Joel. So we meet Marlene and the Fireflies and Ellie. And it's very cool. Again, great scenes. I love Bella Ramsey as Ellie. I think she's doing a fabulous job. She's really connecting, I think, to who Ellie is in the video game. Mm-hmm. And then we meet Tess, who is played by Anna Torov. And that is Joel's kind of partner in crime. And she's such a badass in this in this in the first two episodes. I love it. Again, we'll get to her in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, they're sending. They set the scene within all these QZ moments. Again, having Joel interact with the officer, who then we see later on in the episode, is one they run into when they're trying to leave the QZ. Again, it's just these little moments. They really built it up very well. They built up, you know, the mystery of Ellie too as well. For those who don't know the game, I think they did a pretty mm-hmm. good job of it. But again, clues were there of like maybe what was going on, but it wasn't until the very last, you know, few moments of the episode did 
that it maybe start coming to again if you're not familiar with the move uh, with the game you kind of understood what who ellie is and why she's so so important you know so again they just they did such a good job of building it and it wasn't exempt i mean there were shot for shot some you know f- familiar stuff in the in the first episode but it wasn't a complete like we're redoing the game exactly like scene for scene and everything like that. Because again, there was stuff in the very beginning of the game that I'll talk about later on that, that would have been boring if they would have did it in the show. Mm-hmm. So like you have to expand the world and give the characters more depth. And they did that very well in this first episode, I think. So we'll wrap up uh first episode. Any again, Katie, final thoughts, anything you want to bring up? that you notice in the first episode again or anything like that or give any mentions what what do you got no i you know it like you said it was a full-length movie um and that was that was a really cool choice the way that they i feel like the way that they did that was a really good choice and it it ha- they had to chuck us into the world and get us to believe it and get us to buy in and you know yes they sped up things from the game but the parallels of sarah and ellie were there right away you know and and i think that 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 uh hope in such a hopeless place is something that is you know that immediately endeared all of the all of the viewers to the show you know and it's going to keep people coming back every week i agree one of the cool things again one of the newer things is that they have a radio that they use code with a two characters bill and frank and at the very end of this episode we hear an 80s music playing which what we find out during this first episode means trouble now it's obviously when they're saying that they're in trouble but also obviously it shows the the trouble that our three characters of Joel, Ellie, and Tess are going on as they leave the QZ. It's raining. You hear thunder. You hear if you if you if you can wear headphones when you watch this show, I highly recommend it because again, the sound design is so good because you hear the 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 clicker sound, and then apparently I didn't notice it until very much later on, and it wasn't until I watched people pointing it out in videos that there is an actual clicker at the very end of the first episode on a, one of the buildings. I completely oh. missed that. Huh. Yeah. I missed that too. Yeah. On the left side at the very end, like after, so there's that shot of them in, they're showing the room and the music and the radio comes on. And mm-hmm. then it's the shot of them, which is that beautiful shot of those two leaning buildings, yes. which is such an iconic game. Like I loved it. But to the left, there is like, as you see them walking down the street, there's a building to the, there's buildings to the left. And it's as a lightning flashes, you see literally a clicker on one on the top of the, one of the buildings. Hmm. It was awesome. And I, again, I missed it until very recently. Huh. It's very, very cool. Very, very cool. So again, so that that's how episode one ends. We lead into episode two, which is called Infected, which was again appropriately <laughs> appropriate name yeah. for this episode. Uh, this was directed by Neil Drunkman, and again, writers are him and uh, Craig Mazin for mm. that episode as well. 
So again, we we hop right back into it. But again, we get a very cool cold opening, which I I hope, Katie, they keep doing this for the rest of the season. I hope so too. I hope or we at get least flashbacks. flashbacks or yeah. something. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Right. I feel like we're going to because I feel like I've seen flashes of flashbacks. Like yes. I feel like I've seen yes. Nico Parker in more than one outfit. Right, right, <laughs> so, right, right. So yeah, I think that I think we're probably that'd be great to to make all of the openings flashbacks just to remind us, you know, of of what's been going on. And again, this flashback again, superbly done. Gosh. So we are. We go back two days prior to September 26th, which is what the day we were on in episode one, which was Joel's birthday. So September right. 26th of 2003. So we are September 24th of 2003, and we're in Jakarta. Mm. And this is obviously, as you said, Katie, again, and they do so well. You hear that, that name in the background. You hear the little, like, news person talking, but you don't exactly hear what they're saying. But you mm-hmm. hear the words Jakarta and like trouble, like you hear some of these words. So we go to, we do this cold opening where we find one of the professors, a like fungus, I think my, is it my, my mycology? Mycology. I think that's, I mycology think professor, it. which is a study of, I think, the fungus. And she is taken to this facility and looked at a sample that she says is cordyceps. And come to find out it came from a human, which she obviously thinks is impossible, but they show her. And she is literally starstruck. Yeah. She has, she cannot believe it because again, it sets up from what the guys said in 1968 that again, is it, is it impossible? Probably. But again, as there's changes, global warming, warmer temperatures, shit can happen, kids. Right. And that's real science. Like, that's not BS. Like, again, the BS of can the fungus do all, like, okay, yeah, that's stretching it probably. But again, the idea of warmer climate, meaning things evolve and change, that's freaking real. Yeah. So we come to find out this patient that they found when shot at a flour and wheat factory in Jakarta was bitten by a somebody so she's not patient zero yeah she was shot in the head she like cut her where she got bit and it was like not muscle it was fungus yeah and she does creepily go into her mouth pulls those tentacles out and they're moving and that was gross but again (laughs) it was so well done and then the lady the professor flips out And then she has a conversation with the officer that brought her there. And she was like, basically, listen, I've been studying this my whole life. Mm. Listen to me carefully. You stop bombing the hell out of the city and everybody in it. Because they didn't have patient zero. And there were like 14 people missing from this factory. She knew. And she even told him again, like the like they said in that very cold opening in the first episode. And there was no again, as far as they know, there's no medicine or vaccine that can even be created. Mm-mm. And that starts again, if you know the game, that's a very big thing. 
Yeah. Moving forward. Because now we know we have a character named Ellie who apparently is immune. Mm -hmm. She didn't get just bit once. She has gotten bitten twice. She gets her second bite in this episode. Mm -hmm. Which is, again, we'll go to differences in the game a little bit, but that very first shot of her sleeping and she wakes up and Joel and Tess are sitting there laser focused Joel with a gun like literally almost pointed at her was like they are they are like ready Mm -hmm. because again at the very end of episode one you know they have those machines that we see that can detect if you have it or not and when that guy was going to each of them and before before she'd stabbed him, he already checked her, that officer, and it was came red. And that's why, you know, Tess was freaking out and they were like, we, and that's why we see them still wide awake after she was sleeping. So then, and now we're in this whole journey of, again, who, you know, how important Ellie might be. But I like the, the little conversation that they had in the very beginning where Joel is like, yeah, yeah, we've heard this all before. Because, you know, Tess asks Ellie, like, why does Marlene, because Marlene was the one that found Ellie, as we know, and didn't shoot her when they found her, you know, bitten. And, you know, Tess says, why are you important? She said, well, there's fireflies out west, doctors, and they think that I am, in so many words, like, what happens to me can, you know, is the miracle and you know Joel starts kind of reiterating what he has heard for 20 years miracle cures miracle medicine never pans mm. out so he doesn't believe cuz he's heard it all before you know and i love her response again this is a very this is from the video game she's like fuck you man i didn't ask for this like I yeah. love that from Ellie because yeah. she didn't ask for any of this. And and then now, and then the journey begins with these three. So Katie, episode two thoughts, feelings again, we'll, we'll dive into obviously a lot of the, you know, what happens in this episode, but g- give me kind of your overall reaction to the episode and then give me some things that you, you noticed or things that stood out to you. What do you got? Yeah, that we talked. We already discussed the cold open, but I mean, you want to talk about hopeless? Bomb the city. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Goodbye. That's all you can do. Uh, and it tied yeah. into what Tess said to Ellie later too about Boston. exactly. Yep, yep. And it uh, overall, it was a great episode. It was it was great. You know, seeing. Again, the progression as you progress in the game, the the events unfolded in the same way. And that was very cool. Uh, it was another shot for shot moment of, you know, when, when she realizes she's bit and they're in kind of the rotunda of the, the Capitol building. Um, so that was cool. But yeah, just again... <sighs> This episode, too, kind of showed us more of how they're changing things from the video game to adapt a little bit better to 
a television show or to, you know, media that, that, that the user is not interacting with immediately. Right. They're, they're showing the danger, you know, when you're in the video game, walking around the spores happen, that's, that's danger. Like you're about shit's about to pop off with this. They had to show that danger in a different way. And I, I just love the shot when they're up on the roof and they're watching the sun roll in and just all of those clickers just on the ground and the, the, the way when the sun kind of comes over them, they start kind of writhing and like, you know? <laughs> it's like they don't like that. They don't like being warm like that. Um, you know, and then the, the revelation later of the, uh, they called it the wood wide web in the in the after episode yes, because it is yes. like they like they said this is stuff that it's actual science it's stuff that actual fungus does they communicate over miles and miles of networks of underground connectivity in um in the forest environment and having that be you know it, the clickers are the scary thing in this oh, yeah. you know it, it it's the clickers and the soldiers uh in the game and i think that having it be more on the clickers than the people at this point is appropriate and uh you know i i, I like that that difference and and just the way that that advanced the story on you know, having having that revelation of the of the underground network, but then also having the clickers be the ones that come in and um, and cause them to to flee and to to leave tests and and all of that. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, it, it's it, getting us from point from from place to place to place. This is what it's going to be. You know, because it comes from a video game, and that's the whole point. It's getting you from place to place to place, and. Uh, the pacing of this is, is something that that's what kind of surprised me. Like, Oh, we're moving that fast. All right, let's yeah. go. You know, yes, that, yes. that is, I think uh, going to be exciting to just see how far they get in season one. Um, you know, that, that, that kind of starts my brain spinning a little bit too, but yeah, the, yeah. the pacing's great. Yes. I like, again, the subtle differences, and we'll talk about them a little bit, but the small differences they have made, I've been on board with. And I think even, again, these little conversations, just like in the video game, gives you exposition. Again, Joel and Ellie, they're talking. Ellie's like, how long do effective live? And, you know, he said some, most only live one to two months. Some have been, you know, walking around for 20 years, man. So you get this idea of, again, depending on maybe where they are and how mm-hmm. uh, how many people are around where these infected people are. Maybe the quicker, the, the less of people they have, the quicker they die. Because, again, when we get to the museum, a lot of it is dead. As mm-hmm. Joel said, it's bone dry. So, you know, a lot of those, you know, infected people were dead. But then we see that freshy, fresh person in the museum. (laughs) And again, as a gamer, but even if you're not even a casual, even if you don't know anything about the game, just as a casual viewer, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
that was bad. That this is bad. And again, the little moments too. We'll talk about the ending because that was so good. But the little moments of like Tess needing boosting to get up to the roof, you know, to get to the other side of where they where they couldn't get. Right. That was such a video game thing because again, you do that a lot of like yes. boosting Ellie or boosting Tess. <laughs> To get up and like it's so like again it's stupid little nods that mm-hmm. again even if you didn't play the game it would just feel like oh yeah well that makes sense right Joel getting her up but as a gamer you're like oh snap <laughs> like it's just <laughs> little fun stupid stuff and it's so good again and I I can't express again sound design and these like. Uh, visual and practical effects people. Yo. The clickers were chef's kiss. Yeah. I mean, it's all practical. They've said it like a million times. They've said it on the podcast. They've said it on the after the after episode stuff. That stuff is practical. And I'm so glad they went that way and not CG. Oh, yes. And I think they knew that they had to go that way, honestly. Yeah. Because CG, you could, t- I guess, I mean, again, maybe you get some really good CG and maybe you probably get get away with it. But there's something to be said about practical. Yes. And it feels it more real. Scary as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that CG would have been that scary, honestly. No, I don't think so either. You know. it, it, Did yeah. you ever, this is sort of a sidebar. Did you ever watch, um, I want to say it was called Face Off on Sci-Fi. It was a makeup competition show. It was a special effects makeup competition show. One of the, and I want to say one of the challenges, I don't know if it was in most of the seasons, but it was in a lot of seasons was fungus. <laughs> was it really? That's interesting. It was making, was making uh, someone look like they were a fungus. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that uh-huh. cool? That's fun. I, I like hope that. some of those contestants got work on this show. Right. Because they did. They, I mean, he, I think they said he, one of Craig's first like statements in the behind the episode was like, before they even rolled camera. Yeah. The clickers had to be done. It had to yeah. be done well. And it was like, it was done mm-hmm. so, so well. But again, beyond that, just fantastic practical effects. The people that were playing the clickers had the movements down. It was just so good. The The person that did like the clicking voices or the noises in the game does it, is doing it for the show. So again, so cool. it, it sounds just perfect. But then you um, look at just these set designs. Like when they were even in that like old hotel in the water, they had a like. That's legit, like, again, practical crap in a huge, like, you know, studio set. Like, it was just so good. Like, it made it feel so real. And, again, you see the progression, like you're saying, of, okay, the QZ, but then you go outside the QZ and how much worse it is. Not even to the fact of, like, the infected people are out there. Yeah. But just the overgrowth. Mm-hmm. the buildings and the a lot decay. of that has to do yeah this is the overall decay and a lot of that has to do with the bombs because again like Tess said to Ellie earlier 
you know, they did that around the world, clearly. Mm-hmm. And she said they did it to, of, uh, obviously, a lot of major cities in the U.S. It worked in Boston. It didn't work, it sounded like, in a lot of other places, but it worked mm-hmm. in Boston. So, again, that a lot of that, you know, what you see, too, is from that as well. But, again, 20 years and you see what, you know, what what has happened. And it's almost, in a weird way, beautiful because you see earth re like plenishing itself in a weird way if that makes sense like reclaiming yeah everything yeah and that's part of the game though too like again that's part of the beauty of the game is just Mm -hmm. seeing that seeing the decay but then you see i mean life as well with the planet it's a weird juxtaposition with that you know it is but they do such a good job. Again, the practical special effects were great. And then you get that, again, the we find out Tess got bit in the museum when they fought off the clickers. And just, again, Anatorov, wow. What a performance. Like, that line of her, like, telling Joe, you know, I never asked you to feel the way I felt. And he was trying to say something. She's like, just shut the fuck up. I don't have enough time. Like, yeah, you felt that. Like, you yeah. felt that. You felt it. You, you know, you see it in her face. And you see, like, in Pedro's face without saying anything, how much he wants to, and especially in that last moment of her saying, save who you can save. Yeah. How much he wanted to maybe hug her, kiss her, do something. And how much she probably wanted to do that to him. But they couldn't. They couldn't. Too risky. Yep. Mm. It was so, like, again, the acting in this show so far is 10 out of 10. Like, I honestly, I don't, I have not seen a bad, like, scene. I have not seen anything. No. It's been, like, just perfect. It, it's, again, as a fan of the game, it's been so freaking enjoyable to see them bring this to life and tell it in a way that makes sense in a in live action so far you know again just again the this the the practical production it shows and it shows that they they care about the source material Mm -hmm. but they're also willing to make changes that make sense you know so yeah. we'll get into those differences, but real quick, final thoughts for you though, Katie. Episode two, infected. In any moment, any any anything else that you want to mention uh, before we get into the differences? Yeah, I'm trying to think. No, you know, nothing really sticks out. I I loved the way they introduced the clickers, like in their full form. <laughs> of of just those amazing prosthetics and amazing you know makeup effects on them um and i love that we spent so much time on that you know because it 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 was again another way just to show like how dangerous things really are and like how quick you know she got bit in the museum and not an hour later that's it you know (laughs) that's it's uh it it was i love the way that they did that and just you know underscored just the danger 
of the world. Um, and again, how you've got to, you've got to kind of be hard and, and keep moving, you know, for, as a self-preservation thing that, um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just, very crazy. It was so well done. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can't really express how just well done they've done this so far. And this shows that, like I think you mentioned earlier, video game adaptations can happen and be done very well. If yes. taken the time and given, mm -hmm. I think, a long-form storytelling format. Now, that doesn't mean it's always going to hit. Sure. I mean, again, I know some fans of... Um, what was on Paramount? Halo. Not well received. Again, if you stick, from what I, from what I, my personal opinion, if you stick close to the source material of the game, but you make changes that make sense, mm -hmm. but you still keep the source material as your source material and not just say, hey, this is Uncharted. But right. we're doing our own thing. Or this is Halo. But we're going to do it our way. Like they said, this is The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. This is the game. We're keeping it close. But here are some of the changes. Right. And some of the changes I've noticed. Again, and they're not even that big. Some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. And some of them, is, again, there are so many shot for shot scenes in this in the first two episodes i mean just in this last just in episode two that shot of ellie looking at you know when they're on top of the roof after they get out of the museum and joel says you know this is what is is this everything you dreamed of and she says jury's still out but man you can't deny that view that is literally word for word <laughs> almost shot for shot in you know from the game and again, they they are. I think what they're doing well so far is picking them those moments that are iconic in the game, and they know where to stick them, and they know that okay, this fits well, and it's not forced though. It's not like putting it in for for just the sake of it, because hey, we want to give Easter eggs and nods to the game. Like they're doing it in ways that make sense to me, you know. But again, a couple of the differences, though, that I again, that I written down that I noticed again, this is may not every single one of them, but one of the game, I mean, one of the big ones straight off is this, the the game is actually starts in 2013 and 20 years later, it's 2033. Yeah. So they they took it back to 2003. Mm -hmm. So then it can be present day 2023, which again, it's not that big of a deal. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I think again, it, it doesn't matter. It all still worked. And they even still pulled off because Sarah wore the same t-shirt that she wears in the game, yeah. but they changed the dates of like in the game. I think the tour date of that like fake um, band that she's wearing was from like 2010 and I think in the show, I think it was like 2002 or something like that. So the, again, they actually yeah. made the change of the shirt to like match again the time that uh, that the show was in. So that I love again, that she was wearing the same shirt and the yes. same pants. Yes, yes. <laughs> she like, was 
perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Again, another difference. Again, I mean, we kind of mentioned it, but again, the very cold opening, that is not in the game or anything like that. None of the two cold openings are in the game. We don't get, again, in the game, you literally start with Sarah on the couch. Joel comes in late from work, and that's when she gives him the watch and everything like that. That's literally where the game starts. So all of this in the morning, going to school, getting the watch fixed, that's all new. That was all kind of expanded, which I loved. It was done really, really well. Yeah. And again, in the game, Tommy doesn't go to jail, but it's, it's you, you get waken up by Joel as Sarah, you give him the gift, he takes you to bed, and then you wake up because of all the commotion. So again, it's kind of similar to what happens in the Mm -hmm. movie, in the show, but then she, you go downstairs and then Joel runs in from outside and he, you know, then Tommy's already like on his way because he, because Sarah did answer the phone in the game and it was uncle Tommy saying, Hey, I need to talk to your dad. And then, you know, the phone line goes dead because of what's happening. And then she goes downstairs and on his like smartphone, because it's 2013, they had smartphones. He, Joel's phone was going off. It had like so many missed calls. It had a text message from Tommy saying he's on his way and all this stuff. So again, small differences, but again, doesn't affect because the main point is that Tommy and Joel show up. And then, well, Tommy shows up, gets Joel and Sarah and they're off to the city or to get out of where they are. Again, in the game, in the show, it's, he has to go pick up Tommy from jail. She gets waken up, tries to get the dog to the neighbor. The neighbor's already infected, all that jazz. So all that kind of stuff is a little bit, you know, again, different. But again, it's the same effect, right, overall. And then, again, in the game, their car actually gets hit. And it doesn't get, like, hit by the airplane, like, exploding parts. That was so funny. That's different, but that worked. I think that was way better in the show than it was in the game. Yeah. So okay, that was kind of the differences I, I noticed in in the in the kind of the beginning of this of the episode of episode one. And again, in the second half of the of the episode, again, very di- different because again, you're not gonna go scene for scene in the in the game because of the game, mm-hmm. you're learning mechanics and everything like that. And Tess is talking to Robert in the show, which in the game, you actually look for Robert. That's like the first mission. Mm-hmm. So again, it's small stuff like that. Tess is the one that actually kills Robert. It doesn't happen in the game, in the show. But again, it's stuff like that that is not that big of a deal. You know, and then Ellie isn't, we don't see Ellie being locked up. We just see her in the game. We meet her through Marlene, who we meet because again, very similar to the show, she was trying to buy something from Robert. In the game, it was like, I think it was ammo and guns, I believe. And then obviously in the show, it's battery. It's a car battery. But again, same thing. They they intercept. So in the, in the game, Ellie was already with Marlene. And obviously in the show, we get more time with that, which is getting cool. 
again, similar things happen. They, you know, they she tells them she they're gonna smuggle her out. Again, this is what happens in the game. Again, a lot more mission stuff and everything like that. So again, it was it was close, but the the changes made sense though, don't you think, Katie? Like I think so. You can't do a shot for shot of the game. No. And why you would you want to? You know? No, and you can't do every little mission either. You know, the pacing, like we like we said earlier, getting us straight into it, straight into the story, getting us out of the QZ in episode one, I think was was had to happen. You know, because you're going to be on the move this through this whole story. And I'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. in the, again, uh, podcast episode, Craig and Neil both mentioned that they actually were going to end episode one very differently before. They were actually going to end it, I think, before they left the QZ. I think they were going to, I think if I remember with them what they're saying, they might have said the last shot was going to be maybe... Ellie looking out the window or something like that. Huh. Like it was going to be different. It was going to be very different. But then I think they, you know, showing, I think maybe HBO execs or whoever they were showing it. And they were like, mm, maybe you guys should combine that episode and the second episode together. And that's mm-hmm. what they did. And, this, and that's why the, that's why the premiere was an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. But it made perfect sense though. Right. Cause I think like mm-hmm. you said, pacing is important. It is. In a game adaptation, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, you're you're trying to get to the next checkpoint every time. You're trying to get to the next thing, the next chapter, the next checkpoint, the next mission, whatever it is. Um, and I think getting, yeah, getting us out of the QZ and, and speeding things up a little bit was important um, for the television show. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like that change. And you know the we already talked about the um the spores versus the yeah yeah the network because <laughs> again that make they even said that um it might be even in the after i think it was where they said again spores in a video game mechanic makes sense right because you can say yes. oh this area like you were saying before you know like in real world not gonna make sense because spores could be everywhere they could be everywhere yeah like why isn't everything infected if the spores are here there and everywhere (laughs) like that's not how that's not how wind works (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) so like i said that that idea of it being kind of a hive mind very similar to my mind went to stranger things and vecna and everything like that oh that is a good call I, I, I thought that was a very cool, like, again, how using that idea. But again, like you said, it's it's real world. Like, they did, like, research of, like, fungus and, like, like you're saying. That's real science, like, fungus being able to communicate from distances with all that stuff. So they're yeah. just using it in a very cool and effective way. That I think it actually makes it more scarier. Would you agree that I think that makes it more scarier than just doing spores or you know obviously getting bit or whatever but adding taking away the spores but adding this element Mm -hmm. i think makes it way scarier for me what about you yeah i agree i mean just just kind of shouting back to that visual of watching them just kind of writhe on the ground as the sun is passing overhead and um you know they, they look like just a pile of dead bodies but they're 
alive and they're dangerous, you know, that, and, and I think that lends itself way more to just the visual medium, you know, it's, it's zombies, but it's not right. It's, it's gotta be scary in some way. And, and, and I think that, you know, knowing that around every corner, if you come upon this fungus, you know, even when they showed up at that museum and and stuff was dead, they were still like making very sure that things were dead and dried up before they started walking around too much. And um, that again, just enhances the danger. And um, it's a really cool visual thing too. Just, just seeing the, letting the performers really, really kind of sink their teeth into the, the way that the, the clickers move and and behave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that they, they, I think they talked about it in one of the after episodes, but um, the two clickers that were in the museum, the man and the woman were both fans of the game. Yes. And uh, so they understood how they moved and how they were supposed to, um, how they were supposed to, look and work and and all of that uh that was really cool to it's neat to see that they are bringing as many people as possible into the tv world that are already familiar with the game from the game world that i think is that that level of collaboration i think is something unprecedented um for a video game thing like a video game project i really do uh i'm i'm enjoying hearing those little nuggets of information and behind the scenes information um like that yeah because it just tells you that everybody involved is a huge fan of the game so they want to get it right because as fans of games and seeing adaptations of them haven't had a lot of good ones. It's not a lot of good ones, kids. Let's just be no. honest. Very no. few. You could probably put them on one hand. Yeah, I, yeah. So for them to say we are taking this serious, we want people that understand, love the game, but want to make it as real as it can be, it shows. It really does. It shows. Again, one of the major, again, not a major, I don't want to say, again, major difference, but again, one of the missions is when you see those two leaning buildings, you actually go in that, in the game. And that's when you encounter your first clickers. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. It's <laughs> very cool. Again, I can't wait. I hope you get the you get the PC game, Katie, because... You are gonna love playing this game. It really is. Yeah. It's it is a lot of fun. There's a reason why a I play. But that's the point. <laughs> like that's because there's so many methods. Again, very similar to the move the show. You have to be stealthy at times. You have mm-hmm. to go quiet and you have to sneak up on them or you have to quietly get around them. Or you can go guns a blazing if you yeah. want. It's Just your choice. Right. It's. I mean, it's really your choice. But yeah. that's the fun of it. Like that's yes. part of the fun of the game, <sighs> is the choices that you can make. But it's cool to see. Like again, in the show, you you don't have the control, right? You can't tell Joe to shoot for the head, or like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like you can't do that. You are. They are reacting. 
in how they would react. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. it's really really fun. But yeah, that that again, we didn't go to that part of the game, which again, you can't hit every level like you said. No. No. But the fun, if you haven't played the game, it's a fun freaking level. It really is. <laughs> and within that, then you go like down into the subway and then you get into this like subway mall and there's a bunch of clickers there. Again, it's it's a mess, kids, but it's so much fun. But the museum stuff is pretty, that that's close. I mean, it's a little different as far as Joel gets separated from Tess and Ellie. And you have to make your way to them. So again, it a little different, but again, the, again, the 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 major thing is again you run into clickers there, and you have to get out of it and unscathed, which again we know Tess doesn't. And again, in the in the game, another big thing is in the game Tess does get bit like that again. How they did that that scene in the museum is pretty or yeah that scene in the capitol building the state building yeah it's pretty close to a mm-hmm. one for one she shows her scar she tells joel like you know this is real she's real you need to move you know you need to keep pushing forward mm-hmm. in the game the fireflies that they were supposed to meet up actually get caught by fedra so it's not by the clickers or, mm-hmm. you know, none of them get infected. It's Fedra is more of the bad guy in that part of the game, early mm-hmm. parts of the game, because this, this is very early in the game. So she actually dies by trying to hold off the Fedra people from going after Joel and Ellie. Mm-hmm. So it's not by a bunch of clickers, which honestly, I like this. I like the show version better. Oh, yeah, save it way more. Like it gave her her character way more. And not that the game didn't, because the game she's still a, a badass in the game too, and everything like mm-hmm. that. Because a, as we know from the movie, uh, from the show, she's from Detroit, so of course, <laughs> I'm gonna stand Tess, hundred percent. But she. That that gave, that death gave her so much more as a character, yeah. Than just like you know, going down guns a blazing, which is fine and that'd still be cool. But doing what she's doing, but doing what she did, because she was infected and she knew more infected were coming, and she wanted to blow the building up. It was so much. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And again, Anna Tora's performance. My God. Yeah. It was so, so good. Yeah. Her urgency in that scene was just spot on. Really good. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the differences that I, that I caught Katie again. Sure. Any of them you were like, or or any of those that you remember, again, I know you haven't watched a playthrough in a while, but anything that yeah. you remember, do you feel that you, like, is there one that like, oh man, I wish they would have did that or maybe incorporated that up until this point? Or do you think everything's like, you know what? I like everything's working so far for you. Everything really is working so far for me. I think the like tromping around the city and having to go through obstacles. I think there was just enough of that. You know, that it didn't feel like you were watching a video game. (laughs) I think that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Again, like it's coming back to pacing. There was just enough of it. 
that you see the decay around you. You see, you know, that they can have exposition about, ah, yes, this big crater is here because they bombed Boston, you know, (laughs) and, um, Ah yes, they we're we're seeing the seeing all the clickers writhing on the ground in the distance and and um you know they, then they get to talk about their life expectancy and they get to talk about all these other things like they they made choices that again made it made the story move faster and it, it just worked. Everything so far is just really really working for me. And the one change that I do appreciate and like I said earlier was that the clickers are the baddies from the get, you know, they, it doesn't seem like they're going to mess around with Fedra at all. Um, and I, I appreciate that, you know, that, that, because that's the one consistent baddie throughout the whole, throughout the whole series. Like the humans are, the humans are pretty shit also, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. On uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just not, I'm very forward. excited to see how they, do that portion. it's gonna be yeah. very interesting i agree yes but um but yeah ha- having the the clickers be the ones that come that you know that that tess sacrifices herself even though she's already dying but sacrifices herself um to take out as many clickers as possible versus taking out a whole bunch of soldiers i think that that um yeah that 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 is a change that I really appreciate and it it made sense. Yeah. No, I agree. And again, Fe- even in the game, you bring up a good point. Obviously, Fedra is something to worry about, obviously. I mean, right. had, especially in the beginning of the game, you got to get out of the QZ. Mm-hmm. You're trying to avoid them when you're, you know, in that like buffer zone of in between the outside and then in the quarantine, quarantine zone. So, yeah, in the game, it made sense because Fedra is trying to keep their area clean. They know the fireflies, so they heard of, they probably heard what was, you know, they hear what's going on. So, yeah, it made sense in the game that the group of fireflies that they were trying to meet, Fedra caught them. Like, it just, it made sense, you know. Here, I, I totally agree. Having the infected and then the clickers the runners and the and the clickers be the ones that are the more pressing and menacing issue in after leaving the quarantine zone makes total sense yeah because again in the again maybe this is a spoiler so again i'll put spoiler 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 <laughs> but really fedra isn't really for the rest of the game it's not they're not a big deal anymore really after you get out of the quarantine zone and get through this part of the game the rest of it is either the infected you know clickers and then you'll meet we'll meet some other ones again who we see in the trailers we Mm -hmm. get the other kind of you know evolution of the fungus from clickers and what's after clickers hold on to your hats kids because it's going to be a scary ride but we also get again, as the guy, as the as the ham radio guy told Joel, listen, it's not just the infected; it's the people. People are shit. Yep. yep. And especially in an apocalyptic scenario, mm-hmm. people are real shit. 
So like you said, there's raiders, there's slavers. Yeah. So now, again, now it's going to be a mix of infected and all that. But now, yeah, now you got to deal with just the people that are surviving through any means necessary. And have gone to these depths of, again, enslaving or raiding just to survive. Yeah, man. People are shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the infected aren't, as the guy told Joel, the infected aren't the only thing that you really should be worried about. And aren't, at, aren't maybe at times the scariest. As much as we see that in the, in the second episode as the clickers, the people might be even worse at times. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I can't wait to see what they do moving forward because there are so many characters coming up and so many moments that I am just, I am chomping at the bit. <laughs> Cannot wait to see how they pull it off. So to, to wrap up this conversation in a, in, a, in a bow, Katie, your thoughts again overall, but then talk about expectations heading into the rest of the season. Are you invested? And are people that you know that aren't gamers? Again, I don't know if Josh, has Josh mm-hmm. played the game? No. Is he, so experience with him, is he, how is he liking it? So give me your kind of, your, your, your final thoughts, expectations, and then even maybe a little bit of having somebody like Josh who hasn't played the game, what their reaction mm-hmm. is so far. Yeah, I mean, overall thoughts, I'm fully I'm invested. I'm I'm ready to go on this journey with them. I'm very my my biggest I think not really an expectation. I try to have no expectations, but I am very interested to see where they cut off season um season 1. So you I've know. heard. Uh-huh. They are I Craig Mason did an interview and I can't remember who it was for. But he said it's basically it's this they are doing the whole game. Oh. They are doing the whole game. Wow. That is what I've heard. That was what that's, that's what Craig said. So I'm pretty sure. Wow. I'm pretty sure they're doing the entire game. Well, I mean, that makes so if 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 that's true, like that makes so much sense why they're speeding everything up yes. so quick. Yes. Yes. Um that's really cool. Okay, I I hope that happens. <laughs> because I so think that we can get to the second part. Yeah, because I think what from what I remember his comments, again, I, I can't remember what who was interviewing him, but I think he has, and I think Neil has said it before, I believe, is that they didn't want to make it a thing where, you know, they only do up to a certain point and then they're really extending it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in his in in Craig and Neil's mind, like the first game is the first game, right? Th- that should be the first season. There's a reason why it's you know part one or whatever. Like there's a reason why you know they want they they don't want to expand it too much because then you get into again, are you doing it for just doing it's sake? You got there's a story in that first game that wants to be told the entire game. So that's yeah. where I think that's why 
And again, seeing things from, you know, sets and everything like that, I do know, and again, in trailers, I do know we, yeah, yeah, they're doing the whole game. They're doing the whole game in this first episode, or in the first season. That's so cool. See, this shows how much, how, like, little I was paying attention. But that shows how much I am obsessed and was, like, trying to find out what was going on. 100%. Yeah. Well, that that's cool. I Then, you know, in that case, I am with you in that I am ready to see how they're going to do certain characters and certain scenes and certain like big points um, in the game that that is going to be it's just going to be neat to to watch the whole story unfold and um, to your question about someone who hasn't experienced the story before or experienced the game before um, everybody I know that is watching it uh, Josh included who has not played the game is really enjoying it um, for the performances. You've got two freaking powerhouse yep. actors yep. happening and seeing the two of them work together. Like, forget it. That it, it's, it's, it's so cool to, to see the two of them work together yeah. in yeah. this story, you know, that has a lot of, a lot of emotion and a lot of stuff for them to play with. Um, just as performers uh so people are loving the performances and they are loving the uh just the story you know i think that that's a testament to if you've got a good story whether it's a video game or a book or another movie or scribblings on a napkin from fuddruckers like that it's that's a very houston reference no one knows what fuddruckers is I know what Fuddruckers is. We have some in the Midwest. Okay, good. We, do, we, do, we, do. we have Fuddruckers. Solid, right, solid restaurant. Yeah. Solid yeah. restaurant. I haven't been in a while, but it's a solid restaurant. Though. Well, you better go quick because there's like two left in Houston. <laughs> um. Anyway, it, it, no matter where the story comes from, if it's a good story, people are going to connect with it. Yep. And, you know, and if, and if you take the time to tell the story – in a thoughtful way and, and pay attention to the details and, you know, just really treat it with a lot of respect and care. You can make people fall in love with it. And I think that that's really happening. You know, just the amount of people that are like, Oh, you know, just so concerned for Ellie already. Um, that is, uh, that's a testament to just the, the, the care that they're giving the whole story and uh yeah i'm I'm along for the ride like always (laughs) yeah no i i can't wait i'm very excited to see again and like you said i'm interested to see where they either stop certain episodes start who is in each who is in these episodes yeah you know so it's just gonna be fascinating to see how it all unravels uh, yeah, I I can't wait. It's very weird for me. My final thought is that it's I'm in a kind of a weird situation, but in a good way where, like, I know the source material. I played the game, so I, I literally know what's going to happen. I know. I've played both games. I know yeah. the entire arc of all these characters. So it's weird to, like, know all that, but 
you are i am still so far like on the edge of my seat like oh yes even though i know it's still compelling how they're doing it and again the little differences it has made sense it's done well Mm -hmm. and again like you said it's a testament to them caring about the source material and caring about the story of it not just hey it's a video game hey it's a title it's a popular franchise just watch it no yeah it's and taking important. their time. Yeah. Taking their time to get it right. Like like we said, you know, they're 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 taking their time, they're treating it right, and that is that is gonna get a good response from people, I think. Yep. It I already think. is. Yeah. I mean, this is they said the second episode had more views than the first in the premiere. Mm-hmm. So like and it was like I think the second highest premiere behind House of Dragon. Yeah. That's insane. That's awesome. So yeah. Pedro Pascal and Little Bear, man. <laughs> Love it. Love it. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's weird because again, like as I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, never read the books. So right. I'm in that, like I'm in the position of like, again, book reader knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I know these story. I know this story and it's such a good freaking story that i could just not wait for those moments and for everything just to pan out and not to see how they pull it off though too because they could yeah. again they've made changes i don't know what changes they're gonna make mm-hmm. it's gonna be fascinating to see what they do for sure so yeah i'm i'm excited i can't wait we're both excited we'll um We'll probably be back and do maybe a couple episodes at a time, recap or something like that. We'll figure it out. But yeah, this is, I, we definitely want to talk about the show because mm-hmm. A, it's popular. Two, it's something <laughs> that I've been <laughs> so fucking excited for. Yeah. I can, I could not wait. And I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody, for people that are not game, you know, that haven't played the game or that mm-hmm. have played the game to just experience this show. It's been a lot of fun. So, all right, kids, that's it. That's the show. Thank you for listening to our Last of Us recap of episodes one and two. Obviously, this gets 10 out of 10 for me. So, yes, go go watch, go enjoy. Even it week to week, I think it's still good. I can't wait to binge, but week to week so far, they're doing it very well. So, I can't yeah. wait. It's, it's been so good. So you can follow me on Twitter and Hive at Low Roll Nose, and you can follow the Geek Broadcast at Geek Bros Pod on Twitter. If we don't have a Hive yet. Maybe I'll do a Hive. I don't know. I'll, well, I'll see. <laughs> but we're on the major platforms, Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the major stuff. Katie, where can the good people find you? Uh, you can find my my handles. <laughs> not doing a whole lot right now but you can find (laughs) you can find my my internet placeholders um at penguin katie on twitter and hive and twitch yay well maybe we'll get katie to twitch some last of us in march when she gets it for pc that'd be great or maybe i'll get it oh yeah We'll get we're we'll, we're getting into that game. We're gonna make it. We're gonna, we're gonna make, make it happen. happen. We'll, we'll make, make it happen. happen again. Maybe we'll do it on Geeksbrod, Twitch TV. <laughs> yes, because we do have a Twitch. We do have a Twitch that we don't use. 
It's but there. maybe we'll start using it. I don't know. We keep saying yeah. that. Whatever. Anyway. Internet placeholders. Internet fine. placeholders for sure. <laughs> That's a brand of geek bra. It's like, it's like buying the, the domain name um, and the in the email, the Gmail for, for your children when they're infants. Right. Placeholders. Which is, some, which is the thing that I did. <laughs> which is a smart thing. It's a smart thing. Yes. <laughs> All right, kids. That's it. Everyone stay geeky. Bye. Bye.